Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And ACDC, we're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. Well, the economy is collapsing, but it's National Lucky Penny Day. Have to save a lot of damn pennies. A lot of pennies. Mm-hmm. Do you still do that? Do you still pick them up off the ground? No, if it's, uh, it's dollar bills or quarters, mm-hmm. sure. Pennies? I don't find myself using them that much. You're just throwing pennies away? You're not I'm not pre- throwing them away. I'll be willing to walk around them. There's a difference. Yeah, but if you collect enough of them, yeah. uh, you can get uh, monies. More monies. You collect monies, you get more monies. Good point. Well, I had no idea you were the next Gary Thomas. It's not what you make. It's what you keep. Ah. A zing, zing, zoom. Very Let's good. go. Hey, believe it or not, we have details on how to uh, win tickets to see Paul McCartney at Fan Friendly Fenway Park. Uh, those details coming up later on this morning. You've now, probably already heard them throughout the weekend. Now, who is that? He is the guy that I believe used to be married to that woman with that one leg. Ah. Remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I remember him. Good. Also, we have um, our Thunderbird tickets to give away, and yeah. Scott Cohen will be joining us just after 7 o'clock. It's 535 and Rock 102. Rock Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 and ELO with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a beautiful day today. Uh, sunny and a high of 75. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 74. It is 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker got married yesterday in Italy. All the Kardashian girls and their mom were there. Kourtney and Travis' daughters were bridesmaids, and guests included Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox, and Mark Hoppus from Blink-182. Do we know uh, where exactly they're registered? Is it a Bed Bath & Beyond? Or uh... Uh... Rocky's Ace Hardware? No, I'm thinking more like a place that sells sloppy joes, because that's the uh, that's the kind of people they are. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't a know. Sideways this... sloppy joe, if you know what I mean. You know, I've been keeping up with the Kardashians, Steve, and I can tell you that this this holy bond yeah. is a deep and uh, an inspiring one. Hey, Dave. Welcome. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Britney Spears got called out on her latest nude post. It seems pretty obvious that she photoshopped it because you can see the door she's leaning on is warped near her belly. Oh, I've done that. Warp, warped her belly? Yes. I, I've i warped her belly just looking at pictures <laughs> before. <laughs> Did I tell you about the girlfriend I had one time that had dysmorphia who um, doctored her photographs even though she was skinny as a rail? Yeah. I tell you about this story. You could see she was posed by a shore, and the shoreline didn't match up <laughs> with the ocean. Really, behind her, yeah, it was kind of like disjointed. So, you she- know, one time I had to, uh, I had to Photoshop myself out of a photo at the beach mm-hmm. because uh, I had a confrontation with this guy, and huh. then now years later, I'm in a job interview with him, and I see myself in the picture, and I asked him to, you know, take it out, and then the photo guy screwed it up. He took the guy out. You ever hear about this before? Did I tell you? (laughs) I'm not sure. I am. All right. The uh, (laughs) villain of the new Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. Steve Costanza over here. Yeah, I know. Uh, The villain of the new Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie is an old disgruntled Peter Pan who's upset about being fired. 
People are upset because the guy who voiced Peter in the 50s supposedly got fired from Disney when he grew up and ended up dying from drugs when he was just 31 years old. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Well, that- so so Peter Pan is old, out of work, and bitter. Pretty much. But his, his, his peanut butter is okay. He's, he's starting a podcast. You can hear it every other week. Uh, this it's week, supposed to be every day, but it turns out to be every other week. This weekend's SNL season finale was also the final episode for Pete Davidson, Kate McKinnon, AD Bryant, and Kyle Mooney. Never heard of them. What are they going to do? That's going to leave like 47 other people in that cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete and AD said goodbye on the weekend update, and Kate did one of her alien abduction skits. Oh, yeah. Really? Wow. Uh, Missed that one. Jennifer Lawrence used to pretend to be interviewed by Ellen DeGeneres while she was on the toilet when she was a teenager. So on the Ellen DeGeneres show today, they did a bit where Ellen supposedly called her while she was on the on the on the toilet. Isn't that funny? That's hilarious. Man, mm. Ellen really is just reaching to she get is. anybody to watch her show. She used to be a comedian. Did you know that? I really? Yeah. There was nothing funny about the way she treated her employees on the set of the show. Oh, they were laughing to the bank. Allegedly. Uh, Madonna tried to go live on Instagram only to find out she's temporarily banned from doing it because, quote, posts from your account have recently been removed for going against our community guidelines. Nobody wants to see a wrinkled prune. So she's been in Facebook jail? She's Instagram jail. Instagram jail. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the same company. Mm, I yeah. was in Facebook jail one time. I know what that feels like. You were? Yeah. What, what, what did, did you do? I think I, I called somebody... Um, uh, big dog. I called a, a buddy of mine. Hey, big dog. You know, it was like golf kind of thing there. Sure. They didn't like the big dog comment. Apparently that's offensive to dogs <laughs> on social I, media. I don't, I guess. How about that? Look at you. You're a rebel. You got what? banned from Facebook. Yeah. Uh, what was I just, I was just going to say something about that. Now I can't remember. I'm not in your head today. Steve. Yeah, I know. I, I wish you were. I'm not. Uh, Five-finger death punch singer Ivan Moody ended up in the ER because uh, he got shot directly in the eye with one of the band's lasers during a show. I hate when that happens. Ooh. He says he might be wearing a patch for a while. Well, hey, that's a that's a nice eye patch. That's a pretty good-looking patch. I saw. You know what? I saw a woman with an eye patch like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And it was all like studded out, and it had the. Uh, she was obviously she had the little glam patch going on there. How'd it look? That's a nice eye patch. <laughs> see, I would you see if, <clears throat> if I were having a conversation with that woman and she had an eye patch and it was all bedazzled and everything like that, mm-hmm. I'd probably compliment her on her purse, hmm. so that it wouldn't I wouldn't be so sucked into the obvious. Okay, I see. That's a nice purse, and she'd look down with her one good eye and she'd see <laughs> the purse and say, "Oh, thank you very much. I just picked this out yesterday." Interviewed Rich Williams one time, the bass player from Kansas, and he had an eye patch because he had had some sort of accident, right? And he liked to take off the eye patch during parties and put bean dip in his eye. That's he, awesome. Lay down on the table and have people bean. take a chip and eat out of his eye. Bean dip. Yes. Bean dip. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. It's a little cavern there where oh. the eye, eye used Ugh, to be. That's great. Yeah. Was that, uh, I think it was Dana Carvey with Head Wound Harry on yes. SNL <laughs> where the dog and it was licking the, the brain. And he's like, he must smell my dog. <laughs> Metallica is releasing a new turntable that has a bunch of jagged edges, uh, sort of like the band's logo. It's coming out this summer, and it only costs $1,599. So it scratches all your records? Pretty much, yeah. What a... What is this? Fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred dollars for for a 
record player that has the Metallica logo on it? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you're going to buy a high-end turntable, it's going to cost you about $1,000 anyway. I guess so, but still. But with a Metallica uh, logo and the jagged turntable? Totally well, worth it. Well, who doesn't want that? Well, I don't. I'm happy with the one I've got. Mm. Johnny Depp did a Jack Sparrow impression for some fans who greeted him as he was leaving uh, court in an SUV. Uh, we can't even play the clip because it's got a little uh, profanity in it. Oh. But uh, imagine that. You go for your, your deposition. Deposition? Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't going where with that, but good for you for picking uh, yeah, that up. Look at you. Yeah. You're not, nothing's going to get in this by this guy today. But you're like, yeah, uh, yeah. My my uh, my ex-wife is in there uh, talking all kinds of crap about me. But here, let me do my impression of the character I'm most famous for. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Hiya. Goodwin Park Golf Course in Hartford. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, remember last week when I told you that the Boston Celtics had this series with Miami all wrapped up? Well, that might have been a little premature. And you remember last week when I told you that the Red Sox were playing some of the most uninspired and half-rated baseball in decades? Well, that may have been a little premature on that one, too. It turns out I might not be all that good at predicting stuff because in just a matter of days, I've got two local sports franchises who are appearing to go into totally separate directions. First is the Celtics, who I predicted would walk away with the Miami Heat in Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Instead, the Celtics lost a Game 3, 109-103. Tonight is Game 4 of the series at home, and in an effort not to jinx the outcome, I will not make any prediction even though I have a lot of opinions. I just don't want to be the one just uh, where it's all considered to be my fault. I also had enough people turning on me this month already, so why bother adding more onto the pile? Then you have the Red Sox, who in spite of my recent castigations, has turned things around with an improbable five-game winning streak, including yesterday's walk-off grand slam by Frankie Cadero in the 10th inning to complete a four-game sweep of the Mariners. Plus, you had a solo shot by Trevor Story, who's now hit five home runs in four days. They'll then take the day off today and head to Chicago tomorrow night against the White Sox. Now, I realize that there are many of you who are always on the edge of your seat, tracking all of my many reliable sports predictions, whether it be about baseball or the Super Bowl or any noted sporting event. And I think what you'll find is an appalling lack of credibility. It's almost as if I'm making this stuff on the spot. Do I think the Celtics can win tonight? Sure. Will they? Perhaps. Will the Red Sox keep this five-game winning streak going? It's certainly possible. This is the way I will skirt around predicting sporting events from now on, by giving tepid, ambiguous, and non-inflammatory statements that almost mean nothing at all. Because I can do that all day long, but make me handicap the games and we're just talking for problems. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What's the best lawnmower? Well, the New York Times wire cutter says it's the Ego battery-powered mower. No smelly gas, no noise, perfect cut. A place to get an Ego or any style mower is your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware, your outdoor power equipment headquarters. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611. And Bon Jovi, we're back, Steve and Dave, in Rock 102. Mid-70s today, and really pretty much for the next few days with a mixture of sun and clouds. Did you guys survive the mid to high 90s over the weekend, or what? Well, it was no uh, 99 Luft balloons. No. But, uh, 
it uh, it was pretty it was pretty hot yesterday. Yesterday was the real hot day. Mm-hmm. Saturday wasn't as bad as they predicted it would mm-hmm. be, although it was still muggy and I hate the muggy. I hate the muggy air. We mm. never turned the air conditioning on. Yeah. Because I got the like a three season room. It's got two ceiling fans, which blows a hell of a lot of air on top of you. Two ceiling fans? Two. Look at not you. one. Look at you moving on up to two. the east side over there, George and Wheezy. But it came with a house. Oh, okay. it wasn't, it wasn't something I would install. Right. I've I've installed one ceiling fan in my life, and what I learned in that process is I'm never going to do that again. Yeah, I did the same thing. I think one. One. Yeah. And I'll never, I mean, I like a ceiling fan. I know it's gauche for Mm -hmm. some people, but I'll never go do that again. Well, plus, when you try and fail at something like that, then you don't have to do much other things. You know, you go like, you get get a pass because people see how bad you are at it. I'm very good at proving my lack of worth. Mm -hmm. I really am. But then uh, we also had that uh, that whole house fan uh, in the the bigger part of the house. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't use that yesterday because you're just going to be blowing you know, humid air yeah. into the house. Yeah, and that's but on, all it does. But on Saturday, that, that cooled the house immediately. It wasn't as muggy as they predicted it was going to be on Saturday. But no. it was still hot. But as the day went on, it got hot. But then last night, uh, with that weather change, that abrupt weather change, mm-hmm. I had a microburst in my yard. Knocked my fence over. Wow. Really? Like two sections of my fence. And it, here's what happened. I, I was, like, trying to, like, take a nap a little bit. It was probably about, uh, about 4, 35 o'clock or so, I think, maybe. Okay. What time it was. I was trying to take a little nap. I, I wake up because I hear the wind blowing around outside, and it's eerily getting darker, like, pitch black over on one side of the sky and bright and sunny on, one, on the other side of the sky. And I could see the pattern of the wind, like... There was things being blown around, and I'm like, oh, let's get to the basement right now, because I think that's going to be the safest place we can be. And I took the kids down in the basement, and only down there for a couple of minutes, but you heard all this like commotion going on. Yeah, it was pretty For those of you who only have radios, by the way, Steve was doing that uh, wind thing with his finger in a circular motion here in the studio. If you don't have the TV version of the Back Steve and Dave show, that's what he was doing. Everybody look at your radio and see what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Well, after 2012, we all know what a a tornado looks like, and none of us (laughs) like it. Right. So, uh, yeah. These microbursts are scary, though, because a tornado, at least, you see it coming or microburst is invisible essentially and, and it it really literally just popped up out of nowhere mm-hmm. like there was no uh warning sign other than the uh the sky becoming deathly gravely looking and uh, ready to kill people yeah. kill 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 mm. and then uh you know my kids are like oh what's going on and i'm like i don't know just get down to the basement let's just <laughs> so we were hanging out down in the basement we're you know just trying to talk to each other it's a scary situation when you're in a, you know, in a basement like that. Especially when you have like you know two, you know preteen girls trying to calm their erratic father down from uh, from fear. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. And right. You know, I'm like, is there dead mice in the basement? Because I don't want to <laughs> see one if there is. is Buddy, by the way, Sam, go get the traps. Is a microburst the same as a straight line wind? And also yeah. the same as a derecho. I've heard both of those terms. I don't know. Do you know? Or- I don't know what a derecho is. I've heard that. It's I like have a not Spanish heard that. term or something like out of the, out of left field or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I don't speak many foreign languages, yeah. but that would be one word I do not know. But mm. I do know that when we've had microbursts around here, it you no one can predict it. No one expects it. Right? It just happens. And when it happens, then you have guys like you know Brian Lapis and Dan Brown and Adam Stremko going out of their minds with excitement. 
Well, when Steve and I used to live back in New York State, there was one of them uh, things that like leveled the New York State Fair one time and killed a bunch of people. Yeah, I remember like, that. Wow. I was I was at the New York State Fair and uh, the Everly Brothers show had to get canceled because the roof of the building got blown off. Wow. So it's the same incident you're talking about then. Probably, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So was it the Everly Brothers that tore the roof off the sucker or was it the... Uh... <laughs> That's the story they yeah. tell. Listen, when they went into <laughs> Kathy's Clown, the roar of that crowd just blew the roof right off the top of that building. Yeah. That's what happened. It wasn't the tension between Phil and Don Everly. No. Me, there's loads of that. No. Mm-hmm. no. Interesting. Interesting, uh, but anyway, so I, uh, I I eventually, you know, after probably maybe five or ten minutes, I got I went back upstairs because you could see outside through my basement that the that the sky was clearing, and I go upstairs and uh, there's my neighbor. Uh, my neighbors are outside and there's stuff like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like there, I could, and he said uh, the neighbor was like, yeah, this this thing must have been one of them downwinds that came and I had a box of stuff on my porch that just like was picked up and dumped right on the on the lawn. I was like this is so odd the way That's this crazy. happened and then my fence the fence is like this is one of these things it's one of these things I'm just doing for aesthetics because it kind of looks nice but the fence is so old that you know, I could blow on it and the thing would knock over. So I had like two sections of this fence came down. Right. But then my neighbor had this tree. I had never like actually seen this up close. The tree got uprooted and then was laying oh, yeah. down on its side with all the roots being exposed. Hmm. And then he was like, I was thinking if I should cut that down or not, and I'm like, well, <laughs> the universe gave <laughs> you a message. Now Here the you decision's go. been made for it, it, you. Now you can cut it all up. Mm. But it was one of those like scary little situations where uh, it, it just came out of nowhere. Like there was no, there was no warning of this ever. There was not even a weather alert. There wasn't anything. Listen, I, I, years ago, this is back when I was living on Dickinson Street in uh, in Forest Park <laughs> Street, <laughs> Dickinson. Anyway, we had a uh, we had a tree in the backyard. Yeah. And it was uh, it was uh, you know a very windy day, uh, you know raining, and then this there was this tree in the backyard, yeah, that started to fall towards the house, oh, and and God. I'm at the you know at the kitchen, mm. it's got a, 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 a exposure to the backyard, so I'm literally watching this from the window as it's falling. I'm going, oh my <laughs> lord! And you know the thing is, you know when you're paralyzed with fear, you don't move. You right. just you're you're stuck. Like what am I going to do? Back up ten feet. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. This thing missed the house by I swear five feet. Wow, it's crazy it, how that it, can happen. It, absolutely crazy. And so I mean, we were we were lucky, and we got plenty of firewood out of it. But it was uh, <laughs> it was frightening. I I uh, fi- I had this uh, last year. I think I showed you. I had this big giant hemlock tree fall in my yard. I finally got it cleaned up this year because I didn't have a chainsaw big enough to cut it up. So I had to hire a guy to come over and chop it up in manageable pieces so i could i could clear it out of the way but if that thing had was five feet the other way Mm -hmm. it would have smashed into the house or knocked the pool deck over or whatever so get pretty damn lucky yeah Yeah, no kidding you see instances of stuff like smashing through the roof stuff that falls from like airplanes and stuff like that sometimes and it falls through somebody's roof and misses their bed by like like a couple of feet like that blue stuff from the toilets that too yeah oh that stuff is yeah yeah because that that falls Mm -hmm. anyway so but uh but no expensive damage you have to deal with no uh, you know and that's the thing it's more it, it, i'd rather be like man this is such a pain in the ass than be like oh my god my house just picked up and moved across the street 
Mm-hmm. What happened to my house? <laughs> it was here a minute ago. Yeah, I can deal with. Uh, I can deal with. It, it, again, it's just an annoyance. It's like, oh my god, now I got to find somebody and pay money to do this. Well, and, I mean, you remember when the, yeah. we we had the tornado and you go around, the, you know, all these neighborhoods that have been completely wiped out. Yeah, and you you you're walking around and going, what would I do if this were my house? And I know lots of people whose houses were destroyed. I mean, I know them personally, but it's like. Yeah. Yeah, it, you know, my house didn't receive any real damage, but I'm looking at these homes that no longer exist and going, well, yeah. now what would I do? I always find it fascinating how, like, you know, the physics of a, a tornado works where, you know, it, one house is completely destroyed and the other one didn't get touched and it's right next to the other one. Mm-hmm. I know. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. It's uh, 620 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. When it comes to choosing a roofing con... 631. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. If you heard, we had a little heat wave over the weekend, and apparently it spawned some, quote, unruly behavior in the state of Massachusetts. Mass cops stepping up patrols at popular mass beaches over the weekend. Troopers had to disperse large crowds and made at least nine arrests at two beaches as temperatures skyrocketed Saturday. Troopers had to get rid of some large crowds at Revere Beach around 8.30 at night. On Saturday, that was around closing time, by the way, they made seven arrests there. State police spokesman David Procopio talking about that. And uh, four, by the way, were juveniles. Police also arrested a 52-year-old man, a 61-year-old man, and a 27-year-old woman. Charges ranging from assault and battery on a police officer to unlawful possession of a knife to disorderly conduct to domestic assault to procuring alcohol for a minor and driving under the influence of drugs. Ah, He's fighting that one. By the way, a knife in the beach. How are you supposed to cut your sandwiches? Yeah, right. You and, need a knife, right? But this is what the heat does to people, right? It turns them crazy. Did you ever see Body Heat with Kathleen Turner and... Uh, oh, did what? I, yes. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Right? That's back when you could, uh, when you didn't really mind seeing Kathleen Turner get all sexy <laughs> in a movie. Oh, she was hot looking then, As yeah. opposed to now, where you say, no, yeah. Kathy, sit where down. She, she's whispering to you through her tracheotomy. <laughs> <laughs> you know... She, do you find me attractive? <laughs> That's really pretty close, Bax, actually. She, you know, she actually trained herself to, to talk that sexually like that by putting erasers in the back of her mouth. Like, she'd jam them way back like underneath pe- her teeth. Like, pencil erasers or, like, yes, chalk erasers? pencil erasers. Interesting. And that's, how she talked, that's how she trained herself. Wow. Girls don't get any ideas. <laughs> so she's a number two gal. Huh? Mm, yeah, right. that's right. Yeah. Hey, I, I can't... Uh, I don't know how you are in the heat. I am. I cannot operate at all. If I if I feel uh, any level of humidity, I'm done for the day. Mm. That's it. Uh, I'm done. For, ooh, Jillian Andrews. Hey, nothing ooh, wrong with Jillian that. Andrews in Twenty Two News. Oh, oh, speaking of hot. Well, they go to her too. Yeah, nothing wrong too. with that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, more dirt bike crackdowns coming ahead. According to MassLive.com, Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno likens the situation to a Mad Max movie. Now, he gave some interview, and I'm looking for the audio. I'm not finding it anywhere, but according to MassLive.com, they're quoting from the mayor, quote, I'm not just mincing words, he said. I'm not going to allow all this Mad Max Thunderdome BS. And he used the full word instead of BS. He's hey, done, he he's, likes to swear. Right? He's done that before. Yeah. He says he's not going to allow the BS to go on in the city of Springfield. Listen, you dingbats. You riding dirt bikes around my city. This ain't Thunderdome. I ain't Mad Max, but I will kick your ass, and I will use dirty words like bullshiznit. Mm. 
the, I've got the. Uh, you almost uh, put your finger on that button. To I almost the, did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Almost yeah, did. Yeah. yeah. This is a. Uh, this is a. Uh, this isn't. This is more about the dogs from a couple years ago. Okay. But this is Dom Sarno using that word again. We we were able to edit some of it out. Why is it okay to move these dogs here to the city of Springfield? I'm not going to tolerate that. It's okay. Ludlow won't tolerate it. It's okay. Springfield can take it. Bull. <laughs> part of my language. Bull. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love a mayor who'll use a nice choice profanity from time oh, to we've time. Been, we've been able to get every mayor to swear at us at least once. Mm-hmm. He's like that old Toronto mayor, but without the coke problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that big fat dude, w- w- Rob something. Or he other, looked like it? Tommy Boy. Yeah, yeah, was, right. uh, yeah. yeah, Rob. He died now. Yeah, uh, Rob something. Yeah, Rob. Rob Halford. Yeah. Rob Halford. Yeah, yeah no, Rob. Rob Halford is very much alive. Yeah, all right. Hey, you got some money coming to you if you're a low income worker. That's us. Uh, yeah, I got how much? Well, depends on you know the size of your household and other factors. All right. According to the Baker Polito administration, they made some announcement at the end of last week about a second round of five hundred dollar premium payments coming to low income workers. Well, and, I never got the first round. Well, I don't know the you know as low as your pay is. I don't. I think you're not low enough, Steve. I don't know. Probably not. There's an estimated 330,000 Massachusetts residents who are eligible to receive at least a $500 payment coming in June. You know, when are these uh when are these hardship payments coming to those of us who make a uh, a moderate comfortable income? I'd like to see uh I'd like to see a check in my name for that kind of a thing. Hmm. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to get that 500 bucks and buy 500 $1 scratch tickets. Yeah, that'll work out. And see uh, see if we can make our money back, and then some. You know, yeah. they never talk about uh, you know how the people who are somewhat financially comfortable struggle mm-hmm. financially. Well, this series of payments comes from the, quote, COVID-19 Essential Employee Premium Pay Program. And there's a whole chart here, if you want to check it out. I think it's on MassLive.com of, uh, you know, how big your household has to be, and then how much your total income has to be according to that household, and that mm. determines whether or not you're eligible to receive the payment. Let me uh, tell you something on how like ridiculous the government is. They're giving out payments like this. Even the federal government gave out all that money. When your spouse dies, do you know how much money you get from the government? No. $255. Come on. I am not kidding. Because you is, had this happen. Yeah. And that is, I mean, I, obviously, you know, I, I'm a lucky person. I'm, you know, I, I, I didn't need any financial aid. You already had $255 no, at the time. I already had uh, $256 at the time. Attaboy. But, but uh, you know, looking at it as a perspective from somebody who is, you know, on the poverty line and doesn't have the money, when, when you're... Let's just say your other income uh, dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's your second income for, like, let's say you have a family of four or a family of five or six or whatever. Right. Uh, that's all you get, $255. If you didn't save anything beforehand, you're not going to have jack squat except $255. So that 255 was just a standard flat rate. It wasn't yeah. determined by your income or anything like that. No, it's just Everybody, everybody gets 200 and you got a dead spouse, $255 from the federal government. Where can I sign up? Yeah. According to part of the chart here, for instance, if you're a household of one, so if you're just one person, 
if you're earning under $38,640, you would qualify. If you're a household of four, you would need to be earning under seventy nine five. What about uh, three? What do we do? Sixty five eight. Under sixty five. Oh, I could definitely qualify well, for that. Well, yeah. Get in line, man. This is an interesting part of the whole equation, though. Residents, it says, are eligible for payments if their twenty twenty one income was at least thirteen five. So, in other words, what if you're making under thirteen five? You can't qualify? Well, no. because you it's it's rewarding people who were working during okay. the pandemic. So if well, you, you can be working work- and earning under 13.5, right? Yeah, I mean, they're talking yeah. more about a full-time job yeah, than I guess, about right? anything else. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck if you're in line for some of those payments. Again, they're coming in June. Hey, Jeff. So Pe- am I. <laughs> You're planning ahead. You hope. Planning yeah. ahead, huh? <laughs> Don't call it flag day for nothing. <laughs> hey, look out for Jif peanut butter. If you're a fan of Jif, recall due to salmonella. Jif's parent company, J.M. Smucker, issuing the voluntary recall on Friday. It affects 12 states, including Massachusetts. So wait a minute. Jif is owned by Smuckers? Yep. No kidding. Mm-hmm. I don't know I, when that occurred, Bax. Steve, you remember me telling you this story? I we for for I don't know why for a while we were I don't know on this Smucker's all natural peanut butter kick you Stuff know with yeah. the oil floating on top that's yeah. The, uh, yeah to me that's yeah. I mean, that's a it's sweatshop it's a desperation butter. move yeah well I opened up a jar mm-hmm. uh, one day to have myself uh, what is known as a peanut butter and jelly sandwich mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, as I am uh, mixing the oil and the peanut butter yeah. together to form what looks like actual peanut butter, mm-hmm. uh, I find shards of metal really? in the jar. That's weird. I know. So what I do see is, Dangerous. I, is I contact the Smucker's people. Right. I, uh, I email them. I said, get me, Mr. Smucker. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I want to lodge a formal complaint with Consumer Affairs. Smucker's. And what they do is we are so, they write back we mm-hmm. are so sorry about the shards of and I took pictures of it too mm-hmm. sent them along we are so sorry about these uh, shards of metal obviously uh, a problem in the in the packing uh, mm-hmm. at the factory we would like to offer you one hundred dollars of free Smucker's a hundred wow I know I don't mean to brag but I used every single one of them I bet you did didn't find another shard or a finger or a mouse carcass yeah. or anything else like that in the peanut butter but yeah I'm not surprised it, that if there's gonna be a problem it's gonna be with the Smucker's people that is uh that is surprising that it did actually make the shelf because uh I knew this guy uh who used to make the Angie's tortellinis over there in Westfield oh yeah mm-hmm. he tell me about the process about how they did that and they had this big giant metal detector that all the tortellinis would run under this conveyor belt and the metal detector it's like this high-end thing that would detect because when you're got all that dough and all that flour and Mm -hmm. all that things you're putting together Mm -hmm. the manufacturing process there could be a possibility that a screw falls off a machine or a piece of metal. Like, of course. It's just like anything else. So yeah. you want to make sure that you don't get that into the product. And they don't make you... crunchy style tortellinis. No, but uh, you know, uh, but as far as the Jif peanut butter with the salmonella in it, choosy moms choose rod-shaped gram-negative bacteria. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And mm, that's good negative bacteria, Mom. 
And by the way, are you Jeff or, or Peter Pan or what's the other peanut butter? Skippy. Skippy. Are, Skippy. Do you have a favorite or not? Do you, can you tell? I, you know, as an adult, I, uh, I when I was growing up, Skippy was always the, the peanut butter because Annette Funicello, my mother was a fan of Annette Funicello. And Annette Can't Funic- say a blammer. And Annette Funicello, you mm-hmm. know, with the beach blanket bingo. Sure. And Annette Funicello used to hock the Skippy, you know, sure. mm-hmm. doing those. So we always had Skippy in the house. And then uh, as an adult, uh, I think my wife bought, like, Jif when the kids started eating peanut mm-hmm. butter and jelly sandwiches. And I'm like, why have I uh, denied myself this deliciousness all these years? There's something different about Jif versus Skippy. It's got a little bit better taste. So I, I do prefer the Jif, but I'm not going to be buying any anytime soon. Uh, hawk the Jif, Hawk the Skippy, by the way. Sounds dirty, but isn't. It's, yeah, hawk right. the Skippy. I, uh, I, can, I can accept either one. Uh, but I prefer mine to be smooth. I don't. Uh, I don't like the chunky. Yeah. I don't like. I, I don't like that. It depends on what mood I'm in. You know what else I really like enjoy is sunflower butter. Really, it's actually really yeah. good. Yeah. I thought you were a fan of duck butter. Oh, I love duck butter. Duck butter. Uh, when that stuff drips down my chin. Mm-hmm. Woo. But uh, never yeah, tried it. <laughs> Can't say I've the tried. sunflower I like, butter. I like my butter to contain nothing but butter. Yeah, just butter. You like never tried milky duck? butter. You never tried duck butter. Never, never. We gotta get. We gotta get Dave on the duck butter. I uh, can't thing. wait. That's the. It's so good. <laughs> I bet it's delicious. I oh, bet yeah. you can cover your face with it. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. drips sure. down your chin. Oh yeah, all the way down. You might want a bib though. Yeah, sounds wonderful. Yeah. Um, I don't think I care whether it's peanut, but what kind of peanut butter? I wonder if we could do a taste test one day. I wonder if we could tell. The three peanut butters from each other. I'll bring the duck butter tomorrow. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm churning some up right now. <laughs> it's 6.43 with That's Back foul. Steve and Dave. Oh! Um, we got fence busting. We got Tide Pod challenging. Mm-hmm. But there's a new challenge out there that's not necessarily dangerous, but it's really stupid. We'll get to it coming up in the Mass Clown on... Rock 102, stay with us. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make the Rock 102 shirts that we wear and give out to you at events. Find them online at ggink's.com. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 649 and Jimi Hendrix on Rock 102. Going to be a beautiful day today. Sunny and a high of 75. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 74. 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Before we get into uh, the mass hat, real quickly, uh, the Back Stephen Dave podcast up every single day after the show. Don't miss it. Yes, absolutely. If you miss a show, just got to wait around for a little bit. It'll be available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, and directly on uh, rock102.com. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week. This is an interview I'm actually very, very happy about and very, very proud of. R. Stevie Moore, the godfather of home recordings. This is a guy that's uh, released more than 400 double albums in his career, and they are all done by himself in his home, and they're spectacular. In fact, I've even posted a Spotify playlist on uh, on Facebook for you to follow along. Mm-hmm. The fascinating interview from w- one of the most... Uh, under underrated and overlooked artists of all time. That's on Backseat's musical podcast this week on rock102.com. All right, looking forward to that. 650 right now. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. 
Well, some of these mass hats are right here in the state of Massachusetts because this is a national trend. It's not as stupid or dangerous as the Tide Pod Challenge or the Fence Busting Challenge. What are some of the other stupid challenges? Uh, the Milk Crate Challenge was a good one. Oh, where they're trying to like, uh, like balance them. themselves? Yeah. This is the Hanger Challenge. Have you heard of this? No. All over on TikTok now. Does this have to do with Roe versus Wade? No. No. <laughs> no, but it's, it's a good guess, though. Apparently... If you wedge your head yes. <laughs> inside of a coat hanger, yes. it makes your head involuntarily turn to one side. Involuntarily. So imagine that. So in other words, you get a hanger and you, yeah. sh- you shove your head in there and the hook of the hanger is thus turning in one direction or the other. Yes. Apparently, your head turns in the other direction. Do we have any coat hangers here to prove I this? I was going to say, we need to have that happen. I don't, I don't know. know if we do. Do we have a closet of any kind here? Nobody hangs anything around here, except, you know, employees. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging them out to dry. Yeah, that's sure, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if we have any coat hangers here well, handy. Well, something maybe we have to do individually at home then later on. And I don't know whether it's like plastic ones or metal ones. I'm not sure. But... P- p- apparently there's a study going on. They're not clear why it works this way. But apparently, 96% of the people who try this find that this is the case. Even if you are even if you know that it could happen, couldn't you fight it? I don't know. Couldn't That's, you not do it if you subconsciously know, this is going to turn my head and I'm not going to allow myself to, I suppose, to fall into that trap? I suppose. Apparently, part of this challenge is, so you jam your head inside the, the coat hanger and then you close your eyes. And kind of like a Ouija board, yeah. you just let... Nature take over. Interesting. And your head goes the opposite way of the hook of the hanger. I've never heard of that before. I've never heard of that either. Now, I don't know. What happens if you point the hook? I mean, if you jam in your head in such a way that the hook is pointing up or down or backwards instead of to one side. I don't know. If, is that even possible? I don't even know. Didn't you say you were once uh, shoved into a uh, into a locker? I was. when I was, Okay. Yeah, I was probably about... Uh, Where'd your head go when that happened? 11 years old. Um, don't remember. Try to block it out. Really? Really horrifying incident from my youth. So Am I, I picking at old scabs right yeah, now for you? you sure Really? Are. Thanks for doing that. Suppressed memories? Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in, uh, sublimated uh, trauma? Whatever that means, yep. Claustrophobia? Mm. Uh, PTSD? <laughs> uh, anxiety attacks? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure you'll be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Numb lips? Fing- yeah, finger- yeah, fingernail sensitivity? That yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, all that. Sure. sure. Uh, as long as we're talking about mass hats here how about the people who are researching pacifiers in washington state university they've created apparently a smart pacifier well that sucks <laughs> no, oh. that sucks listen to you anyway what has, what's up with a smart pacifier it's all explained in the journal of biosensors and bioelectronics you know the journal that's sitting on your coffee table at home backs next to the cat fancy that's it yeah these devices apparently help nurses and doctors monitor electrolytes in hospitalized infants to make sure the babies do not get dehydrated. Huh. Smart pacifiers. The big benefit is that the pacifiers eliminate the need for twice daily blood draws while providing comparable results and constant information to the nursing and doctors, doctoring staff at hospitals. That's actually pretty interesting. I thought it was like one of these uh, hipster things where like, right. uh, you know, oh, you can Bluetooth your kid's pacifier and uh, 
You know, this is the latest thing from Brookstone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. As they're, as they're sucking on the binky, all of a sudden they're hearing Raffi's banana phone in the background. Right, right. right. That should uh, settle them down. Well, and then don't the drug guys and girls, don't they have pacify? Don't, isn't, that, isn't there something about that where the people who are hooked on drugs no, yeah, you suck could on pacifiers or something like yes, that? Yes, you could you know, dip it into in like oxys and uh, oh, is that what it's for? tune I, out for a little while. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought it was because... Like an oxy you're, dip. You're nervous and anxious, and so you, you have that even as an adult. All I'm picturing is those fun dip packets where you tear it open and you stick the candy stick inside <laughs> and you exactly, lick the powder. Exactly That's kind I'm of thinking. the oxys. You yeah. take the pacifier, <laughs> you stick it in there, and you ooh, right at ooh, yum, that's... yum on the gum gums. <laughs> yeah. So not not so smart pacifier. And then don't they have those rings that you suck on that are like lollipops? They, those like, uh, you know, you shove them in yeah. your mouth and. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe there's something to all of this. The. Smart pacifier. I mean, it seems stupid to me, but, you know, somebody's making millions off of this thing probably. Well, not right? yet. It's not on the market. Well, it's yet. being used by, yeah, maybe it's only in research right now. I don't know. They got all kinds of stuff for pregnant people and whatnot. They, uh, you know, when uh, when my wife was going through the pregnancy, they had the uh, the belly cast thing. What's oh, that? yeah. You can make a plaster cast of your, oh, of your belly. Okay. You're going to hang it at, uh, over your mantle? Gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the ad is like, uh, talk, uh, yeah, imagine the conversations you can have when you can talk about the place that uh, your child used to live in. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what? I was going to say, remember your Lamaze classes? They say, listen, your yeah. job is to hold this cup of uh, ice chips. Yes, yes. That's, this is, that's, what, this that's is, what you're going to do. You're going to hold the ice chips. And then when she's struggling, you say, honey, would, I, know you're, I know you're in, in enormous pain, but would you like some ice chips? And the response is, get the F away from me with them damn ice chips. Yep. They, they have those at Circle K, by the way. You can get the ice chips just like they serve in the hospital. Oh, that's in great. The room. But uh, the, the belly cat, the, you get the whole plaster thing made of the belly. Like, oh, it's mm. the remembrance belly. I'm like, why didn't they just do that with the vagina? Like, uh, mm. make a cast of that. You see? And then the conversation you can have with your kid was like, look, honey, this is what it looked like before you came along and made it a busted ravioli. That's why you get the big bucks, Steve. You do all the heavy thinking over there. <laughs> Chef Boy RP right there, baby. 657 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next, the 102-second sports. And then Scott Cohen's going to join us to oh, talk man. Springfield oh. Thunderbirds hockey because Scott and I were at the game yesterday together. Speaking of busted ravioli, <laughs> Scott Cohen will be here. Straight ahead on Rock 102. Rock 102 and 90 Meat Outlet want to give you a Memorial Day backyard picnic. The following takes place between 7 a.m., and 8 it is 7 o'clock on Rock 102. We're going to have highs in the mid-70s today and pretty much for most of the week with a mixture of clouds and sun and very little chance of precipitation. We like that. The weather is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. <laughs> AHL playoff hockey. Ha! The Thunderbirds. Six-nothing winners over the Charlotte Checkers yesterday at Mass Mutual. Scott Cohen and I were both at the game. We'll talk about that in just a bit. Game two, by the way, against Charlotte Wednesday night at the Mass Mutual Center at 7.05. NHL playoff action, Tampa Bay over Florida 5-1. to one. The Lightning up 3-zip in that series. Carolina up 2-1 on the Rangers. And Edmonton up 2-1 on Calgary in other playoff series. In the NBA, Golden State beat Dallas 109-100. to Warriors up 3-zip in that series. And Game 4 of the Celtics and Heat tonight. Boston trailing that series. And you can hear Game 4 tonight 
on our sister station, Laser 98.5. Baseball, the Red Sox sweeping the Mariners in a Sunday doubleheader. They host the White Sox starting tomorrow after a day off today. In golf, the PGA Championship Southern Hills in Tulsa went to Justin Thomas in a playoff over Will Zalatoris. And in football, I know you're all looking forward to the fan-controlled football league, the FCFL. This is the one where fans apparently get to dial in and call the plays. Michael Vick was going to return to the field to play in this league with other notables like Johnny Manziel and Terrell Owens. But he didn't anybody watch the dogs? That's <laughs> what the problem was. Yes, no dog sitter. The 41-year-old Vic tweeting Sunday, he's decided to stay retired on the sidelines instead of playing in the FCFL. By the way, the FCFL is already in its second season. Who knew? That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next, racism between the Yankees and the White Sox. Bax covers that next in his View from the Couch on Rock 102. May 25th is Duncan Ice. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, when it comes to busting balls, chops, stones, or other various extremities, I consider myself to be a qualified professional. Leaving these things in the hands of amateurs can only lead to problems, hurt feelings, and other varying levels of public outrage. For example, let's say you've suffered from a disfiguring accident. Any insensitive hack who is lacking compassion and creativity could focus their hostile comments on the most obvious stuff, like your face. I would choose, however, to make fun of your mother, because that's why I have what is known as a soul. Well, the same sort of insensitivity also exists in professional sports. Over the weekend, the big controversy erupted following the comments that Yankee infielder Josh uh, Donaldson made toward Chicago White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson. According to the reports, which have now been confirmed, Donaldson is under fire for referring to Anderson with the name Jackie. That comment was meant as a reference to the late Jackie Robinson, who, as we all know, broke the color barrier in 1947, the result of which led to a bench-clearing brawl on Saturday between the two teams. Donaldson claims he was referring to a 2019 quote from Tim Anderson, where he claimed to consider himself the new Jackie Robinson. Anderson claims that the comment was intentionally racist and was unnecessary, and of course, to get to the bottom of all this, Major League Baseball is going to conduct a thorough investigation as to whether it was a racist incident or one big fat misunderstanding. Folks, if you have to refer back to statements made in an interview that are more than three years old to craft a joke that isn't really funny, then perhaps you could reconsider your sources of inspiration. Were Josh Donaldson's comments racist? Yes. Were they stupid? That goes without saying. Were they more racist than stupid? That's not for me to say. All I can tell you is that sometimes it's just best to leave busting balls, chopped stones, and various other extremities in the hands of people who know what they're doing. We don't really need any more racists out there. We already have too many of them as there is. What we do need is someone who knows how to roast opposing players appropriately. And in this case, Josh Donaldson is simply not that sort of guy. And that's why he'll never play in the big rooms with that sort of cheap shot material. But hey, never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocky's not only has the best grills, Weber, Traeger, the big green egg, Rocky's also has every grilling implement and accessory you'll ever need. Up your grilling game today by heading to Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling destination. I'm back, that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Oh, it's 709 and Tom Petty on Rock 102. Enjoying some leftover Chinese here, by the way. Uh, yeah. Just going to want more in about an hour from now. <laughs> I was just, I was just uh, before we went on the air, I'm like looking at it. I'm like, it, it, you said it was from Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, you got the, you got the date coming over. Yeah. Uh, yep. And, I, and mm-hmm. I, all I could picture was the Priscilla Presley, Leslie Nielsen uh, scene where She's going through his refrigerator and opens up the refrigerator and says, Wong Woo's, I thought this closed three years ago. And then he passes out from the smell. <laughs> Scott Cohen well, is in the studio to talk about God knows what. It's nice that I drove all the way down from Northampton and we're done talking about Chinese food. Yeah, I mean, this, you got, this is cutting into my time here, did, man. Did, did you have Chinese food with Dave when you went on your date yesterday to the Thunderbirds <laughs> all playoff right, game? All right, that's enough. <laughs> did, that's you, enough. Did, you, did, you, did you suck on a piece of lo mein? Uh, like the lady in the tramp? <laughs> no, we didn't do that. I, I didn't realize that the Mass Mutual <laughs> Center had a phony section. Oh! He's sitting there with a phony stand? They have a dead go. cat you can grab and you can swing it around. <laughs> Man, I gotta tell you. I got both of those comments yesterday <laughs> yeah, when, I I, when I posted <laughs> a picture of Scott and I at the game on Facebook. Oh, yeah. It's getting around, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just adding to the lexicon one, one, two, three phrases at a time. Yep. There you go. But you were at the uh, the Thunderbirds game. Yeah. yeah, we were, man. Holy smokes. We uh, uh we left after two periods because, you know, the, quite frankly, that's enough. Well, they sealed the deal by that point. Yeah, well. Obvious. It was, yeah. and they won six zip. Yeah. Um. You know what? So I I know I've said this. Do you've gone to uh you you're the the Thunderbird guy in the group here. Well. Um. You know you've made you've made the effort to go to the games. Quite a and, few games. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And it's like I I really wanted to go to a game and uh, the tickets you know dropped in my lap. And I I know I've said this before, but never mind like how well the team is playing. They do such a great job over there. Um. With the way they, with the show, mm-hmm. with the with the entertainment, you go there, and I mean, you know, they got the big jumbotron, and they got this going on. They had some wackadoodle guy, the cowboy, the cowboy. Yeah, Who, they, who's they, the who's the cowboy? I don't know. On the microphone, skating around the ice, doing games with he, kids he, and stuff like he's that. He's wearing clothes that are too tight for him. He's got a cowboy hat on, and he's running around, you know, doing uh, in between. You know, the timeout promotions. Sure, kids yeah. are going bananas. Yeah, they I, just it, they do a great job with keeping people entertained, and and they do it in a creative way. I loved one time they showed a mom with her sleeping baby there at the game. The kid is just out, little little baby. First of all, I guess you take a baby to a game because you can't get a babysitter, and because the the kid's way too young to enjoy the game. Obviously, um, well, I mean, you know, if a kid gets a chance to catch a puck, yeah. You know, well, so, hey, babe, that, listen, Beats leaving him in the car during the game I day guess, on a 90 right. degree day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I guess, do that all the time. Yeah, after <laughs> but, all. But when they showed the sleeping baby in the arms of his mother, it was the oblivious cam. <laughs> I love that. And man. the baby won it this time. <laughs> yes. There you go. So they so uh, they do a great job with it. The team's playing awesome. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I um, the bit, my big takeaway, Baxi, you know, I, I walked all the way around the arena because the bar was at the opposite end of the building. And that's where you needed that's, to be. That's where I needed to be to get a pregame drink. But um, lots of people, uh, the, for me, it brought back a lot of memories about all the games that I covered there. I mean, all the players. I mean, I got I got to the area in 87, and um, the guys that came, you know, Bruce Boudreaux, Stu Burney, uh, uh, Ivan Korovo, uh, just one after the other. And, and I hadn't been in that building for a hockey game in a while. It was great. So, um, and they have to, 
they they got to get this series done. Then they have one more series before they can go and get into the Calder Cup final. So there's a chance of a lot of hockey. If you haven't been, go. And, and Scott invited me to join him in the seats that he had instead of watching from the press area. Right. Fantastic experience. I'd only been way up in the press box before. Yeah, well, well, but the, speaking of phonies, yeah, you well, know, you know, with the press, the press. <laughs> <laughs> but but enjoying it there, close to the ice, fantastic. Yeah, man. it's usually better to sit with actual people yeah, rather than right. you know media types. Yep. But uh, but nevertheless, yeah, I mean that's I mean to me that's the the big the big difference. It's like you know we have had hockey in Springfield for an awful long period of time, but we have found a way. The Thunderbirds have found a way to turn it into a festival. Yep, every every game between the pregame events, what they do in the ice. And then to have an affiliation with St. Louis, which has basically reaped real rewards. Yep. You've got a team that's outstanding. Not yep. just a good team or a service, an outstanding team. Yep. And, you know, 6 nothing over Charlotte. That's fantastic. Solid. Yeah. So, you Including know, a penalty shot. Oh, my God. We saw the penalty shot right in front yeah, of us. Man. It was great. It was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Oh, so great you two great experience. Uh, that, 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 yeah, that's nice. Having good time. You know, doing, doing manly things. Yeah. You know. Um, we have to talk about the, some of the other things going on here. The Red Sox are on a five-game tear. Home runs left and right, right. including a 10th inning walk-off. By a guy named, by a good, for guy named Frenchy Cordero. Frenchy does Cordero. It get, does it get better than that? It does not get better than that. 10th <laughs> inning, and that uh, you know wipes everything clean. A five-game winning streak from a team. A week ago, we were saying, it's it. It's it. Yeah. They're almost mathematically eliminated. Well, and the, and there's listen, they're still under five. I think they've won eight of their last ten. They're still under 500, so it's not like we're going to, you know, ready to sew the World Series patch in their underwear just yet but at least they're worth at this point they're worth watching um they swept the four game series from seattle every bit of it was fun they're all of a sudden part of the of the conversation now and like let's just do some baby steps before we get carried away well and the really cool thing too trevor's story fans were booing him like 10 days ago yeah, yeah. all of a sudden he leads the team and runs batted in yeah, yeah. five yeah. home runs in four days yep. yeah so we, we we love that mm-hmm. one other thing about the Sox, um there's a guy up in uh northampton um he's a uh he's a fixture up there um named uh, mike noonan um he and his buddies have gone to 53 straight opening day games and he's gone to over a thousand red Sox games in in his career he didn't get, he didn't throw out the first pitch last night but he they gave him the honor of delivering the game ball to the mound so congratulations wow, to that's Mike. very cool yep uh the Celtics I don't know what happened uh there the other night but uh they are now down in this series uh, two games to one I still think they win yep me too but you getting behind like this is not uh is not helping them they've they have not lost consecutive games in the playoffs yet so and their record at home especially is 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 abysmal in the postseason they win they win on the road but yeah they'll they, and they've got some injury issues tonight um so does miami uh but yeah i think uh, i think you go with you, money's on the celtics tonight well they're saying jimmy butler is uh, is questionable he's That's, i mean to be honest he's their only player yeah he'll 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 play is he going to sing Margaritaville? Uh, wrong guy, but I, 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 I see what you're doing there. Or uh, Cheeseburger in Paradise? I hope not, because I hate that guy. Different Jimmy. 
Yeah, and that's a butler, not a buffet. What's the matter? Why are you looking at me like that, Scott? Why are you looking at me with that look of disdain on your uh, face? No, uh, that's not disdain. I'd rather not say. <laughs> and did you watch the end of the PGA when you got home I yesterday? I did. Poor, poor Mito Pereira. Yeah, he screwed the pooch on that on that uh, 17th hole, man. Eight, 18th hole. It, was it 18? Yes. He comes to the final hole. He's got the lead. Just put the ball in the fairway. Yeah, yeah. That's, he hits it in the water. You hit in the hit it in the water. Game over. Terrible swing. Yep. Ball in the water. Doesn't join the playoff. And you know what? Um, it, it's it was a good championship by by Justin Thomas. He seems to be kind of the now uh, golfer. You know these days. So plus his fiance's hot. Yeah. Well, I mean, for crying out loud, if you're making ten million bucks and you you've got you've got <laughs> she you better got a, be hot for that amount of money. You well, got an ugly girlfriend. The, There's some we got to talk to you about that. The only PGA <laughs> the only PGA star I've seen with a with a, with a non hot wife was VJ Singh for some reason had like it was just like oof. Yeah. Whoa, what happened there? Well, <laughs> John well, Daly's got a bunch of good looking ex wives. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, can I do a PSA for golf? Yes, absolutely. All right. So, um, you know, you play occasionally. Uh, Dave plays a lot. So do I. Mm -hmm. Um, I I played in this um, uh, charity event over the weekend. We played at Chicopee, which was in great shape. And, you know, a pet peeve of mine, and it just shows you how golfers are just just lazy, no good, (laughs) just dirt bags. Yep. When you leave a ball mark, and golfers, listen to this. I'm telling you, you're killing everybody. When you leave a ball mark on the green, you have to fix. This is the rule. You have to fix yours and then fix two more. Assum- we, assuming you made a bounce. Assuming you actually hit the green. Right. But, <laughs> right. but just repair your ball mark and repair a couple of more. Chickabee was in great shape. Those guys spend hours, days, weeks making the course look like that. Mm-hmm. I went up to I went up to the uh, to the pro, and I'm like, "What's with the ball marks?" And he goes, "Oh, it's a it's a terrible problem here. You know, we don't do this, and you know, golfers don't do this and that. It's it's disgraceful, and it happens everywhere. Yep. You know, if you play the friggin' game, fix your." Friggin' ball marks. I mean, there's, there are certain things about golf that are just, you know, you know, understood. Like, it, you fix your mark. And Ray, you rake your trap. You rake your trap, and you replace your divot. I mean, that's 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 golf. It's, yep. it's, that's, it's, and it's, not, it's not just for you. It's for the guy behind you whose shot is going to get destroyed because you didn't fix that that mark. That's yeah, right. it's like I mean it's it's I mean the we know to do this. You you just do it and if you don't you're just a lazy, you know, good for nothing. I, it just I mean I it just yeah. g- obviously it gave me the red ass. I, I still have it here mm-hmm. 2 days later. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, just do yeah. that. Do everybody a favor. Yep. It's it's do it, please. I'm begging you. And you would think that if a if a guy shot winds up getting uh, you know kicked out because someone didn't fix their their mark their their, their mark, yeah, they would they, they would say, well, maybe, I can't believe that other guy didn't do it. Maybe because we should you get didn't on do there. it the first fifteen holes you were on this course, buddy. When you talk about the sand traps, I call it a it, they, the people have not the non uh, uh, trap raking uh, membership. They right you know they pay a, they pay a little bit less for it, mm-hmm. but they don't have to rake the traps. Uh, my so. buddies, my buddies, and I'll be playing Chickabee this coming Saturday, so I'm going to check. I'm hopefully you know by this Saturday people will get the met. We played Crestview 
this past Saturday. It was, it was great. We had a great time. Yeah, Chigby was in great shape. Yep. I played at a tournament many years ago where people got <laughs> so loaded on the course. But there were dudes making sand angels in the traps <laughs> and leaving them there. And the way I was going to say, make the sand angel. <laughs> no, but, no, you know, no. Enjoy. Take take, take the, the picture. Take the picture <laughs> and then and then rake it. Yeah. This is the the whitest conversation I've <laughs> ever is. experienced. It, come on. All right, and the ball marks on my ball. Yeah, but, oh, but, but, my first world problems. Nobody's picking up the marks <laughs> on the green. Yeah, I just needed to get it off my chest. Oh, there you go. I'm glad you did. Thank I'll, you. I hope you feel. Better. I feel As better. A result Somebody of leave I, a ball mark on your chest, too? <laughs> I bet I'll leave a ball mark on your... Ah, all right, you two. Right? <laughs> I have to separate the two of you. Scotty, good to see you. Good to see you guys, too. Scott Cohen. It's 722 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Rock 102, back Stephen Dave and your morning Dickie. Your morning Dickie? Yeah. Dickie Betts? Yep. I know all the words to that song. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's good. Jessica, Jessica, Jessica. Right? No, no. No, that's no, Jessica. Was... You're thinking this is a Ramblin' Man. Oh, Ramblin' Man. Yeah, you're close, though. Jessica's oh. instrumental. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, the instrumental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, great. You know what? I, I don't even know what I was listening to. You know what? They, <laughs> here's the problem. Yeah? They all sound the same after a Come while. On, and they all a... just kind of meld together. Ramblin' Man's a classic. Well, man. I think it's the only one of the Almond Brothers that features Dick. Dickie Betts on vocal, right? The rest of them are all Greg Allman, right? Is that it's the only Dickie uh, Betts vocal, you're, right? You're you're uh, you're uh, you're you're picking at the wrong uh, the wrong encyclopedia here. I don't uh, I I can't say I I know mm. to be honest. Uh, hey, uh, thanks to uh, the student prince had me at uh, the tapping of the uh, of the keg mm-hmm. on Friday during uh, Mayfest. Mm-hmm. Two great days of music and beer and food and beer mm-hmm. and food mm-hmm. and music too, but. Uh, yeah, I was there. I got to you know, welcome the crowd on on Friday, and then you know we had a, a whole bunch of dudes uh, ready to start you know whacking the hammer. Mm-hmm. So it was it was me. It was uh, Tom Ash who was there on uh, on behalf of the mayor who uh, was you know still recovering from uh, from COVID. A couple other uh, luminaries. Uh, Peter Pignelli was there, and and uh, Edison Yee was there, and we we're all getting ready. But the first one to grab the mallet was B.J. Calvi. The oh. uh, the uh, the fire uh, commissioner Costco Calvi whatever mm-hmm. I don't know what it was dude so barrel chested and strong just yep. one one whack at the same wow like and he tapped it just like every other firefighter finding them hot and leaving them wet that's right mm-hmm. I said listen if there's any the, the BJ mm-hmm. Calvi might yeah. might just be the best whacker in town that's right and he proved it he really truly did but you know it's a it was a great night because Friday happened to be the one-year anniversary of the death of Andy Yee, and of course, yeah. uh, we lost uh, Rudy Scherf uh, this year too. So it was a very special uh, May Fest, and I was glad to be a part of it. So I wanted to thank the folks at the Student Prince, my good time friends down there for uh, for having me. It was all great, your great, good time, all friends. my good time all friends, all of there. the good time friends that you've known in the past were absolutely down there. all of them were there, except for the ones who were out of town or busy or uh, not there. But a good crowd, great night for music on uh, on Friday. Saturday was just a good too. So again, cool. a great night in uh, in Springfield well, and Fort Street. They, they always do a good job down there. No matter they do. What. Anyway. They do. Yeah. Last Friday on a very special May Fest. Let me tell you what. Uh, I, I I love I love that place. Ooh. Love going down there. Love hanging out with my good time friends. Yeah. Never, never disappointed. I know. You know the funny thing is you've never mentioned going down there and hanging out ever. I know. I try to keep it close to yeah, the best. Yeah, you just gotta you know, keep it to yourself. You know, you know? Like uh, like uh, you know talking too much about. What I do in my personal time. 
Yeah, I don't even. Dave and Rock 102, it's time for news, and it's brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Uh, Yankee Homes Memorial Day sale all month long. Get $1,400 off, plus free safety bars and custom shelving. Call Yankee Home right now. Time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. By the way, is next Monday Memorial Day? Yes. And we're off? I think so. Yes, we are. We are? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Fantastic. Yeah. Hey, we got some road closures and delays that may affect you. Pay attention. The Mass DOT going to have crews working overnight, tonight, and tomorrow night on ramps that will be closing for overnight milling and paving on the Mass Pike and on I-91 in West Springfield. Detours will be available for drivers, but ramp closures, I-90, I-91, from 7 tonight, to 5 a.m. tomorrow, traffic will be detoured onto Route 5 southbound where traffic can get back on I-91 at Interchange 10. All okay. right. Also, right. Well, I know. With, with the change in numbers, it's hard to know exactly know. where that is anymore. I know. Ramp closures on the ramp from Turnpike Connector to I-91 southbound on Tuesday from 7 p.m. to 5 a.m. the following morning. Traffic will be detoured to 91 northbound to Interchange 12, where traffic can exit and re-enter 91 southbound. So the good thing is it's not a very heavily traveled road. No, no one ever goes there. Well, and in case you can't decipher what I'm saying, I didn't realize this, but there's a handy-dandy number that you can dial, which gives you updates on where these things are happening. You dial 511. I didn't know that. Welcome to Massachusetts, Dave. Yeah, that's we got pretty- a, we got a, we got numbers for you know if you see an emergency, yeah. like a crime being committed, you dial nine one one. Right, the cops come. It'll bring you to a cop that's nowhere near where you are. <laughs> well, hey, at least it's something. And if you dial five one one, you can select a route uh, and hear real time conditions for that route. By the way, I uh, saw on the Pike the other day. That Gold Club is going to be that Westcom Regional nine one one dispatch center. Yes, Can you imagine not one furry cup was displayed in that uh, strip club hmm. because it never got a chance to open. And did anybody even earn a degree at Salter, Salter College? College? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Before, I don't believe before it becomes. That, the, I don't know if they were accredited. The dispatch center. Salter, I don't even know her. That's right. Yeah, there you go. See, the uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, uh, Dave, mm. uh, back many years ago. Well, I'm familiar where that college is, but I've passed by it many times. Well, but I, I don't that, really know the, the, the backstory. The backstory is is this. Yep. That is Shawinigan Drive okay. in Chicopee. Okay. Many, many moons ago, someone thought it would be a perfect non-residential area mm-hmm. to construct what could have been one of the highest classes strip clubs in the Entire Western Mass region. Okay. And they made it beautiful. In fact, we had a chance to go in there, observe it. They made us lunch. Mm -hmm. The food was very good. (laughs) The food at a strip club was good? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Take your word for that. Well, you know, and uh, we Mm -hmm. thought, well, it's all... It's all uh, ready to go, and they were ready to go. The problem is that the uh, the local uh, mucky mucks with mm-hmm. their pitchforks and torches, mm-hmm. uh, you know, complained about it. You know, Chicopee is a highfalutin uh, erudite town. Last thing they need is something that uh, with lower property values on a <clears throat> non-residential street. Gotcha. Anyhow, uh, it never got a chance to open. 
Never got a ch- really? no one no one took off their top. No one shook their buttocks for a dollar. Nobody mm-hmm. slid down a brass pole. That's no one bad. did a lap dance. Never happened. Even after the free food you guys got there for the opening or We may have had the only meal ever served there. Wow. Yes. That's a shame. It is a, it, it, it is a shame. I happen to have a great appreciation for the for the art of modern dance. Well, of course, it begs the question, what what why? What happened? Why did it not open? It because, didn't open uh, because there was a public outcry oh. of people that did not want this kind of business in their beautiful town. God forbid we had a strip club here. And it is kind of out of the way, I think. It's not, I mean, it's... It's, an, it's a non-residential yes, if part you, of town. If yes. you want to get there, you'll find your way there. Right. <laughs> There's lots of other places huh. to look for naked bodies. There was uh, years ago, I went to a strip club in... Right outside of Ithaca, and uh, it was one of these places that was just there, kind of like you would see a Dollar General in the distance out in the middle of nowhere. Sure. It was this strip club. It was a barn, and uh, it was disgusting. It was one of the most disgusting places I've ever set foot in. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was just like you're driving. I don't even know what road it was on. You're driving down this like state highway thing, and all of a sudden- it's like uh, it's like mini Las Vegas in the middle of a cornfield. Mm-hmm. Like, it's this big lights and all this other stuff. You go in there, and then uh, I think it was New York State. You, you, if there's booze, you can't have full nudity or something like. That. I, don't I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know. You paid ten bucks and you got two cans of Coke with it, mm-hmm. and you sat down. And uh, these strippers were wearing socks. And were walking around the floor and then getting on stage and dancing. And when they lifted their legs up, you could see all the dirt on the bottom of their Ew. socks from all the, all the stuff that was on the floor. It was disgusting. I'm being told by a, 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 a listener whose information I cannot vet mm-hmm. that uh, the Gold Club did actually open, mm. but as a juice bar. Ooh, juice The bar. juiciest bar you ever saw. Oh, yeah. Could not, they did not have a liquor license. Fresh-drawn duck butter. That's correct. Mm-hmm. No liquor license. Mm. And so it was just the juices you could get. But it didn't last. Who, who wants to have that and have juice? Yeah, that's gross. Well, back to the road closures, which is where we began this story. Uh, nothing on Shawinigan Drive? Shawinigan Drive. No, no road closures there, but some road closures on the Mass Pike and on 91. So dial 511 and find out more. And by the way, there's a website for that, too. It's mass511.com. Write that down while you're driving. <laughs> okay. The heat wave spawned some unruly behavior over the weekend, and mass cops had to show up at Massachusetts beaches and disperse large crowds and arrest people. State police spokesman Dave Procopio saying that uh, four of the arrestees were juveniles. Happened around 8.30 p.m. at Revere Beach. Police arresting also a 52-year-old man, a 61-year-old man, and a 27-year-old woman. Twelve overall were arrested, charges ranging from assault and battery on a police officer to unlawful possession of a knife, disorderly conduct, and procuring alcohol for a minor. <sighs> Beaches aren't even officially open yet. And think about the problems they're causing. Hey, did you see the story out of Simsbury about the uh, the fire pit that exploded? No. Yeah, let me, let me just uh, yeah, get to Connecticut it. fire officials are warning the public to be careful when burning wood in fire pits after four people were burned in Simsbury. 
According to a fire crew's emergency personnel were called a report of a man on fire just after nine Saturday night, and a wood-burning fire pit had been quote ignited, burning four people in total, and three people were hospitalized. Hmm. This isn't just somebody putting uh oh my old dryer lint to start the fire. This sounds like somebody had a can of gasoline and said, hey, man, I bet you we could light this fire faster if we just pour gasoline on it. Well, Simsbury's pretty boring poof. otherwise. Maybe they, you know, they're just looking for something fun. Just lighten up the night. So, uh, by the way, hometown of Tommy Cross, the yeah. Springfield Thunderbirds defenseman. But yeah, there's plenty of uh, neighborhoods. There's plenty of, was it him trying to pre, uh, pregame with Probably the? Uh, you know. I don't know. There's still plenty of people in Simsbury, a little mm-hmm. uh, you know, hoity-toity. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think that they would... You would think they would have their, uh, say, their butlers maybe light the fire. Uh, okay, but yeah. uh, accelerants and fire pits uh, do not mix. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't suggest them. There's other ways to start a fire. Let's be careful out there, folks. Hey, Sylvester's closed down. Yeah, this, saw, is, this is sad. I saw Scott Cohen post something about this on Facebook over the weekend. Downtown Northampton restaurant known for its beloved breakfast items, such as the pancakes and the Many Egg Benedict options officially closing, according to a statement from the owners on Friday. That sucks. Yeah. The restaurant, uh, by the way, had been open for 39 years. It's going to close officially for the last time on Memorial Day, which is, what, a week from today, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sylvester's owner saying challenges brought on because of COVID-19 and the pandemic. It have layoff staff. They suffered product shortages. Also, the mask mandate in a hot kitchen was causing them to have problems with their staff and all sorts of worries brought on by COVID-19 in general. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is a, you know, it's, it's, it's good to see that there are restaurants opening now mm-hmm. and there, it's good to see that rest, certain restaurants are, are thriving, mm-hmm. but there's, there are plenty that are not. And it's a shame that you have a place that's been around for that long right. and, and, and it's a good place. Uh, to f- not be able to to make a go of it, but the f- the f- I think they like baked, made their own baked goods there because yeah, the, uh, like I had a like a egg and hash and cheese on a on a croissant. Oh man, it was yes. that was like a good place. And as a matter of fact, Scott Cohen was the one that introduced me to that place years ago because I was doing some event and he asked me if I wanted a coffee or anything, and I said, actually, can you get me a breakfast sandwich? And uh, I thought he was going to go to the like, like a fast food joint, but he he went to to there, and it was like, oh man, I'm hooked on this place now. But not anymore. So apparently, uh, the folks that own Sylvester's also but also own Roberto's Bar and Grill. By closing Sylvester's, this will allow them to spend more time at Roberto's, another popular place. But you know, this is unfortunately how the restaurant business operates. You know, you're you're already. You're already working on a thin staff in one place, and if you if you're if you're making it more and more difficult to thrive, yep. you know, these are these are tough choices. Yeah. So, buy local and continue to buy local. Seven forty five with back Steve and Dave coming up next, and now hear this: Pete Davidson calls it quits, and a DUI not on a scooter, not on a lawnmower, not on a motorized shopping cart, but a different type of vehicle. We'll get to the details next on Rock One Hundred Two. Bank ESB is here to help get your banking off on the right foot. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 
and Hart on Rock 102. Going to be a beautiful day today with uh, sunny and a high of 75. Uh, actually, I just stepped outside. It's like, uh, it's weird. For yesterday, so hot and mm-hmm. humid, and now it's like breezy and 75. <laughs> nice. That's beautiful. 58, actually, right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 and Northeastern Organic uh, Life Hydroponics want to send you to see Paul McCartney at Fenway Park on June 7th. All you need to do is uh, tune into the Back Steve and Dave show. That's the show here all week and listen for the five famous Pauls. And then on Friday, the 27th, we'll open up the phones and the first caller to identify all five famous Pauls wins. Simple as that. One winner will get a pair of tickets to the show and a $102 cash card. It's your chance to see Paul McCartney at Fenway. Brought to you by Norris Organic Life Hydroponics. Uh, go see Brett. He knows grow in Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Yeah, and you'll, listen, you'll hear these promos all day long on Rock 102, you know, featuring us talking, and then you'll hear one of the famous Pauls in the middle of the promo. So, yeah. again, collect all five, and you, you, you'll have a shot to win this Friday. By the way, McCartney topping London's Sunday Times, quote, rich list. He's got a staggering net worth of $1.08 billion dollars that's u.s i don't know what that equates what the hell's to. that guy done to her deserve that yeah nothing absolutely nothing he's rich and you're not but you could go see him in concert at fenway coming up soon well, he's not gonna get 500 dollars from the state of massachusetts <laughs> <laughs> no he's not by the way somebody was asking me over the weekend what they thought the value of those tickets would be at fenway do we i, I don't know i've never I, been to fenway to see a rock show or a big name um, there would my, you have- my understanding is that the tickets are not cheap Right. That's that's all I know. I don't have a dollar figure, but they're they're definitely three bills at the least. Yeah, I would think. So go get them. Make sure you're paying attention. Now hear this. Now hear this. It's just the normal noises in here. You hear me? You're only hearing what you want to hear. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one from Stephen Colbert. As long as we're talking about money and the high price of tickets and the stock market collapsing and cryptocurrency in trouble, the economy in general in rough shape. Here's Stephen Colbert. Inflation is still running rampant. Costs are so high that America's favorite new game show is the price is what? Now, is this affecting you guys other than the gas pump? I mean, because for me, I'm traveling still quite a bit, zooming around, getting to know the area, Mm -hmm. travel a bit to, you know, me and my new lady friend to see each other a little bit of distance involved so for me i'm i'm traveling a lot and so the 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 gas pump is affecting me how about for you uh i got a gas guzzling suv like anybody else Mm -hmm. and uh it burns a very large amount of gas every single day right I light $100 bills on fire driving that pickup truck around all the time. <laughs> right? So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's uh, no big deal. Well, yeah, I'm getting $500 in the state of Massachusetts. Well, I can cover that thing in no time. Other than that, food costs? Are you, are you like, Did you know, every, everything's expensive. I know, but are you adjusting is all. That's what I'm saying. I mean, are you making any adjustments? Yeah, I'm buying less stuff. Yeah. That's pretty much how it, it works out. I mean, right. you know, you can't buy. You have to adjust your budget and what you spend money on. And, you know, you get used to spending money a certain way, and then you're like, okay, well, guess what? Uh, I can't spend money like that way anymore. I have to adjust it. So you yeah. have to just tweak your budget. The mm-hmm. the best way now to survive is to, to buy food that's going to last you a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So if you're, mm-hmm. if you're the kind of person that doesn't like leftovers, you're probably going broke. Mm. Clip number two from Saturday Night Live. 
Pete Davidson calling it quits after how many years on SNL? Anyone? Bueller? Eight. Eight. I think it's eight. Eight years. Here he was saying goodbye, or part of it, at the weekend update desk next to Colin Jost. I never imagined this would be my life, you know? I mean, look at me when I started here. Like, back then, I was just like a skinny kid, and no one knew what race I was. <laughs> and like now, everyone knows I'm white because I became hugely successful while barely showing up to work. <laughs> and like, look at me now. I'm aging like an old banana. And Colin still looks like the only Kennedy who doesn't drink. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. <laughs> I, it's okay. Except picking on the white people there. I mean, come on. I didn't really think that was justified. Are you offended by that? I am. What was it again, Harry? And like now everyone knows I'm white because I became hugely successful while barely showing up to work. Come on, man. That's not fair. Is it? <laughs> no, I mean, not. lots of people don't show, don't show up for right, work. Right. I don't know if that necessarily is beholden to you know one population or another. That's what I'm saying. None of us are working all that hard. Mm -hmm. And here was the heartfelt portion of his farewell. Thank you to Lauren for never giving up on me or, you know, judging me, even when, like, everyone else was, and for believing in me and allowing me to have a place that, like, I could call home with the memories that'll last uh, a lifetime. Ah, oh, Pete Davidson saying goodbye. You know, there's still 38 other people in the, in that, on that uh, on that cast. They'll they, do fine. Missing uh, you know, four or five of them isn't going to make much of a dent. And clip number four, an Amish man outside Cleveland charged with OVI, allegedly passing out while driving his horse-drawn buggy. Here's the officer talking about it. Got a drunk Amish guy passed down the buggy. Whoa. Wake up. There's a Bud Light can sitting in there, and he passed clean out. There you go, an Amish guy drinking a Bud Light in a horse-drawn buggy. How do they do that? They, you go to the packy? And your and your horse and buggy, mm -hmm. I guess. I thought uh, I thought they didn't uh, participate. Well, in, apparently, uh, some of them do. Kind of, they do, and it's just like when I lived in Salt Lake City, the Mormons aren't supposed to drink. <laughs> they, well, they do. They drink. We got like you know up in the hills. We got the we got like a mm -hmm. high population of Mennonites, mm -hmm. which are sort of like Amish, but not really because right. they embrace technology and they have you know uh, buses and you know things like that. Right. Whereas the the Pennsylvania Dutch country Amish, you know, they're the ones that, uh, you know, they have the horse and buggies all the time. Right. And the, the Mennonites would never drink a Bud Light. Maybe a Coors. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if they would do that. No. I don't know. I, I, I don't know much about these cultures. I, well, I, I don't think you're supposed to be drinking in the in those, in those the religious sector, you know. that. But that, here's, here's the thing. Yeah. If you're driving a horse and buggy, mm -hmm. as long as the horse isn't drinking, I think you're in the clear. Well, you still got it. You're the operator yeah, of the horse. You got your hands on the reins. Yeah, I, guess. Yes. I suppose. Yes. I, I always wanted to go to a drunken Irish uh, Amish party. Yeah, that'd be fun, huh? An Irish Amish party. Yeah, yeah you get Irish drunk Amish and party. you know raise yeah. a barn. Yes. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. You do some quilting. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong. You know, you. I bet you, you could get stuff done. You probably with a bunch could. of drunken Amish people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Come on over. We're raising a barn this weekend. Uh, we'll uh, we'll sow a field. Well. <laughs> If, It'd be like jackass and overalls. Yeah. If you're Amish and planning a party, um, send us a postal note. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. would they how would they contact? They couldn't call us right now. How, how are they going to contact us? Yeah, they're not going to. Let's make fun of the Amish. They're, they they're, can't make. They can't talk back. They're, they're not even listening right now. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yes. Pretty. But apparently, they like Bud Light. <laughs> it's eight o'clock with back Steve and Dave. We got the 102 seconds sports coming up next on Rock 102. Rock 102 and 90 Meat Outlet. 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.15, and Led Zeppelin with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny and nice today with a high of 75, and uh, tomorrow more of the same with 74. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Oh, yeah? That's nice. But we got a hot, deadly summer coming, according to Bloomberg News. Listen, I, I, I'm just trying to get over the whole th- scare about the monkeypox right? and the murder hornets. Now you're telling me that we're talking about uh, a super hot summer? Not, not just... Because of the heat, but, you know, we kind of alluded to it and now hear this when we heard Stephen Colbert joking about, you know, some of the economic issues we're having. Stock market, cryptocurrency, you know, 401ks are like collapsing, all sorts of issues. Mm -hmm. But according to Bloomberg News, we're going to have a hot, deadly summer and it's going to be that way for a number of reasons. Obviously, you know, some of these economic issues we're having, but also because there's going to be frequent blackouts, power outages across the world, um, including here in the U.S. Yeah. Hey, listen, I don't know about you two dudes, but I would be all set if none of that happened. Well, look, if, if there was a huge blackout, we wouldn't have to come to work. Unless we had some sort of special backup generators we here. We do have Rock- a backup generator. Damn we it. have a We have a very elite system here. We do. That will keep us on the air for Man. six hours or more. Damn Me- it. Remember uh, when, we, uh, when we needed it once uh, because it was a blackout and for whatever reason it did not work? No, I remember when uh, it was the tornado and uh, the power was out for, I think, a week. At least a week. Yes. Uh, here. And the tornado didn't even come through here, but, it, you know, maybe uh, six, seven miles away. It knocked, still, it knocked the grid off. It did knock the grid off. And then uh, we had a generator here. Now, this is we, we, we have this big fancy one now. There's like a whole building generator. Sure. Because you need a lot of ohms or wattages or I don't know. I never paid attention to any of that stuff. But uh, you need a lot of electricity to do that. And uh, we only had a small generator, so you can only plug in, like, X amount of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were on the air uh, one of the mornings after the tornado, and then all of a sudden, we were off again. Because I remember the generator that. failed. And you know what it was? The guy upstairs in the office couldn't see, so he had to plug in a lamp. And when he <laughs> plugged in his lamp... <laughs> It, sh- it shot the generator out. It took it took oh, all the yeah. ohms or juice or wattage or whatever the hell was inside that uh, generator and, uh, and and killed it. Forgot about that. I couldn't see what I'm doing here. There's this. Yeah, I grew when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we had hot summers and we had a, lived in a house that was no air conditioning, not a single window unit, yeah. nothing. So and I lived you know in, in my bedroom was upstairs, which means all the heat rose. Mm-hmm. And my room was probably a good, you know, five to yeah. ten degrees hotter than anywhere else in the house. And I remember sleeping in a pool of sweat with a gigantic box fan yeah. yep. that was blowing on me. And it was an old box. And my parents uh, apparently didn't love me enough to get me a yeah. new fan. Mm-hmm. It sounded like a jet engine going off. Yeah. It was the noisiest but, damn fan in the world. But they were great fans, though. They Terrific don't make fan. them like that anymore. No, yeah. they don't. The little fans now, they yeah. stink. Oh, those are metal blades probably back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now they're all could, plastic and You stuff. could chop vegetables yes. and cool yourself down sure. at the same time. Sure. I remember the old General Electric my grandmother had. Mm-hmm. Big box fan. Those are good fans, mm-hmm. man. Well, 
This summer, you may have a hard time running a fan or AC or anything else because several parts of North America are at elevated or high risk of energy shortfalls this summer Mm. because of above-normal temperatures that are expected, drought conditions, Mm. and all the problems with the economy. We may have power outages and surges all across the U.S. Now, some of the highest risk areas are in the Midwest, places like Wisconsin and Illinois and Minnesota. But it could happen here as well. Yeah, but you know, as long as they're focusing there, good. Mm-hmm. Let them. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to miss out on air conditioning or you know not having my phone charge mm-hmm. or you know sitting here at the radio station hoping to God the generator goes on. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, those are the things I don't want. No, I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind if there's a an energy crisis, just as long as it doesn't affect me. Is that wrong? Well, yeah, but what you want may be not what you're going to get. There may be rolling blackouts this summer, so just beware. What about brownouts? They got the brownouts that they are predicting those? Because I'll have a few of those along the way. I don't think that's what they're talking about in this case. No brownouts? No. No no brown trout? (laughs) Different story. (laughs) That's I'm just saying. That's uh, always a possibility Mm -hmm. in my world. I remember when uh, New York City had that power outage back in 2003. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in the ground round over in West Springfield. Ooh, that's how old. Uh, that's how old this story is. Wow! And uh, the like, the power went out for like maybe a minute at the ground round, and it was all connected. And when the TV came back on, then there's like all the like they had like CNN or Fox News on or something, and they were showing you know, the pictures in New York City of how New York City had, had kind of suffered a complete blackout from that that grid failure, mm-hmm. right? And it affected the entire Northeast to the point where yep. all the way up here in uh, West Springfield, where I was, it affected that too. It was crazy. Was and it ground round where they had the peanuts that you'd you like, could throw you them could, on the floor? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I went on a blind date with a woman at a ground round one time in Syracuse, and she, she was picking them up off the floor and eating them. What? You know, That's like, hot. Like how many more dates after that did you have with her? <laughs> About three or four. Yeah. When, she, when, when you're taking to a place in which you can graze on the floor yes. like she's a goat. Well, she, her theory was, well, I'm hungry and, you know, our food's taking a long time to be That's delivered. That's disgusting. Well, well, they, well, they were still shelled, so she took she took them uh, the, the shelled peanuts off the floor yeah. and then shelled them and then ate them. All right. Still, All even right. then. I know, yeah. right? It, it sounds gross, but now, now I'm the yeah. gears are turning in my head. If she's willing to eat something off the floor of yeah. a ground round, actually, if she's she'd willing, be willing to-, to do nearly anything. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if she'd be licking nuts up off the floor, then she'd. Be- <laughs> That's what I'm talking yeah. about. You're yeah, in, you're I didn't, in like Flynn. I didn't get to that stage of that relationship. Really? Because she looked like Ann Ramsey. That was part of it too. Okay, so. okay, maybe that's the case. <laughs> yeah. But again, you know, she's, her limits are low. Yeah. Who's Ann Ramsey? Oh, she wrote Owen, on, loves, Owen loves his mom. Oh, 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 oh. She wrote, I thought she wrote On Golden Pond. No, oh. no, no. It's uh, 822 <laughs> with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Join me Monday afternoons at 320. 832 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. So earlier we were talking about the closure of Sylvester's downtown Northampton restaurants. Been open for 39 years. All the problems with COVID-19 and other challenges. Unfortunately, their final day will be a week from today, Memorial Day. There's another story here about some severe thunderstorms causing roof damage to a Northampton school. According to Western Mass News, the first alert system 
impacting Northampton. The fire rescue officials taking advantage of that system. Sunday evening, they responded to 18 calls in under two hours. Trees on houses, power lines down, running across roadways. Part of the roof of Smith Vocational and Agricultural High School was also blown off. And the new pavilion behind Miss Florence Diner was structurally damaged last night, according to these storms. Damn, nature, you're scary. Apparently, Northampton's a very, very bad place to be. Um, yeah, well, you were talking about the straight line wind at your yeah. house too, Steve. Maybe yeah. that was part of that. I don't I had know. A microburst and uh, yeah. had a section, a couple of sections of fencing uh, come down, which was already like you know, it's an old fence to begin with, so it really didn't take much. But, gonna, uh, you'll make an insurance claim, right? Yeah, and then I had a uh, then I had a grill I was uh, given away, like I yeah, I put it out at the curb, right? You know, mm-hmm. one of those kind of things, an old grill. Cause some metal scrapper will come by and pick that up. My neighbor said, uh, I guess he's a little bit more brave than I am. I went down in the basement like a little bitch. You know? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm getting out of here. And he's and he's like telling me he watched the whole thing happen. Yeah. Like he watched the the tree come out of the thing. And the- right, but that's not you being a little bitch. Yeah. I think that's you being you know responsible with the, with kids in the house and everything. Well, your I mean, next door, your next door neighbor is out of his mind. You, oh, see, a- you see a horrifying storm coming out of his mind. Uh, down the street, you get the hell out of there. He, he's a badass. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to stand right here in the window and watch this whole thing. And then he's telling me the grill was up in the air and the tree came out of the ground and the fence knocked over. And- let, me tell, let me tell you something, Dorothy. Yeah. If you see the wind come around, it's time to grab the little dog in your basket and hide. That was uh, It was one of those like little split-second decisions I made yesterday as I'm looking out the window and you're just seeing like a bright sky on one side mm-hmm. and a completely dark sky on the other and you can see the wind twirling mm-hmm. in that circular fashion like a tornado would and i said to my kids i'm like yeah, maybe we should go in the basement because i think that might be the best place for us to be right now you know when the uh when uh, in that june tornado happened in uh, 2012 2012 2012 yeah uh the sky was green you don't normally see a green sky you know i've seen like red skies at night I've seen a blue sky. I've seen a midnight blue. Mm-hmm. Never seen it green. That's you, when you know there's a problem. Something bad is coming along the way. Yeah, the red sky at night is the sailor's delight. And, and the red sky in the morning is when the sailors take warning. Good thing there's not a lot of sailors around here. By the way, you, you, <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of <coughs> seafaring rusty scuppers at Five Mile yeah, Pond. A lot of poop deck swabbing around here, that's for sure. That's the truth. Um, you can't see those microbursts coming, and you can't see ghost bugs either. That's the latest. In- ghost bugs? Ghost bugs. What Appar- about monkeypox? I barely got past monkeypox. Ghost bugs are the latest. It says here, another painful pest that Massachusetts residents should be aware of. This is the type of bug that's almost invisible, but they bite you and you won't even notice it until you start seeing some bumps along with swelling and pain that you experience. You've probably been attacked by a ghost bug. Just reading here, I'm just the messenger. (sighs) I burned for her, much like the burning I would soon experience after our encounter. Mm -hmm. Gonorrhea? Gonorrhea! By the way, ghost bugs not the only thing that we're experiencing, along with monkeypox. The guys I was golfing with on Saturday said there's a new tick now, which when you get bitten by this tick, 
you become allergic to, excuse me, you can't eat red meat anymore. Well, I haven't gotten bitten by that tick because mm. I like shoving a big Fred Flintstone size uh, brontosaurus burger down my throat you every single tips night. Your car, yeah. you wouldn't be able to if you got bitten by this tick. You'd be allergic to it, and you'd you, you'd you'd reject the red meat <sighs> of any of any kind. By the way, beef, lamb, pork. Can I just uh, can I just tell you? Yes. Uh, having had Lyme disease mm-hmm. uh, once already, and and hope to uh, to never experience that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, ticks are jerks. Every single one of them. Yep. Wait, you can't eat any meat? Is that what you just said? Red meat. So, but you can eat pork and chicken. No. Chicken, pork is red meat. Pork is the other white meat. Not according according to the scientific study about these special ticks. Then it's all meat, because red meat was just, I thought red meat was cows and bison and deer and all that other good stuff. I think pork and lamb qualify. Check it out. I'm not yeah. sure about no, that. I, I've, I've they, heard that. I think they sold it back as the other white meat, but I think in reality, it's a red meat. So basically, what it does is it causes a beef allergy. Yes. Which means, uh, unlike most food allergies, the symptoms occur like 48 hours after eating it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you have, so you get bit by a tick. Yep. Then you go to say, like, uh, I, I don't know, go to some like, uh, like burger. You go to Wall Burgers. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, four to eight hours later, yep. all of a sudden you got hives, digestive upset, uh, asthma, mm-hmm. potentially uh, anaphylactic shock. Yep. It's not, it's not Donnie Wahlberg's fault that you got <laughs> bit by a tick. Uh, pork is classified as red meat. There you go. Chicken is not. Though. There you go. That's what I said. Yeah, you would have, you would have to have like three or four epipens and like a Batman style mm-hmm. utility belt. Yep. To to go about your business and eat like a normal human being again. Mm-hmm. Lamb, veal, beef, and <laughs> pork. Right. But chicken is not. Right. Or fish is okay. At least for now. If I only had to go chicken and fish, I could probably get away with it for a while. But at some point, I'm going to want to. I want to cut my losses and try to, to get that allergy. You know what we need to battle this common tick or not so common tick? We need Mayor Dom Sarno to come down hard on this particular tick. He's come down hard on the dirt bikers again. According to MassLive.com, Springfield's mayor, likening the situation of the dirt bikes to Mad Max Thunderdome. According to the story, quote, I am not going to allow all this Mad Max Thunderdome BS. And he used <laughs> used the full word, not the BS part. I'm not going to allow this BS to go on in the city of Springfield, end quote, from Dom Sarno. Pardon my language, but this is bullshit, isn't it? Complete bullshit, isn't it? You want to ride your dirt bikes around here, you dingbats? I will come at you with everything I got. You know the mayor. I got uh, I, I got uh, Bill Baker. Bill Baker, he's like my henchman. He's gonna kick your ass. The mayor is not afraid to use salty language to make a point. But just the other day, I believe <laughs> I believed he used a whole string of profanities when he got that positive COVID test. He did. I would tell you exactly what he said, but there's an FCC license hanging over our heads right now, and I don't want to draw attention to ourselves. Well, if we only had Mayor Sarno here to come down against this particular uh, tick that causes a beef allergy, what would he say about that? Son of a monkey! (laughs) (laughs) You barnacles! uh, Bashing my corn nuts in all day long! (laughs) You in this boulder dash. Get out of here. <laughs>
balderdash. I'm chase you with a poo on a stick. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> That's the clean version of Dom Sarno. All right. Yeah. Up in Amherst. Great Scott. This is bull spit. <laughs> Up in I'm Am- not going to take any more of your shiitake mushroom over here. How's he doing on fiddlesticks? Oh, shut the front door, Bex. <laughs> this crappity freck you're bringing here every day. Great Scott. When is the mayor joining us on this show again, by the way? Galloping gremlins. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jumping Jehoshaphat, mother of pearl. It's Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Jesus. Jiff <laughs> uh, peanut butter, by the way, currently on a recall. <laughs> Gee willikers! <laughs> Apparently a salmonella problem with Jif peanut butter, according to Jif's parent company, J.M. Schmucker. Gad zooks with the salmonella! <laughs> the Food and Drug Administration and the Ugh. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention also chiming in on the salmonella outbreak with regard to certain Jif peanut butter products. And by the way... It's spread to 12 states, including Massachusetts. Choosy. These choosy mothers are going to be awfully upset. Choosy moms choose diarrhea and indigestion. A total of 14 illnesses have been reported so far, so if you got some GIF, you might want to check the batch numbers on that. <laughs> the batch <laughs> I don't know. Well, sounded, I don't know where like, the batch number Sounded is. good. I don't yeah, know. Right. Wait, 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 like, you know, you're trying to find like an expiration date on yep. something, mm-hmm. and you can't find yes. it. because, and then, and then it's like it turns out it's some kind of like – Code that you gotta send away for, like uh, like Ralphie uh, trying to drink the Ovaltine in right. the Christmas story. It's a right. uh, you know, uh, son of a bitch. This expired two months ago. <laughs> it's a commercial. Yeah. I got a Captain Crunch decoder ring one time by saving all my box tops from Captain Crunch back when I was a really. Kid. Yep, I always liked the when I didn't have to save the box tops, but the prize actually came in the box. Yeah, I know. It's like you know, like. Like uh, like like yeah, Cracker Jacks never disappointed you, other than the fact that Cracker Jacks tasted like garbage. Well, plus but the, the toy was always good, yeah. whether it's like the like the fake tattoo or what yes. it was. At some point, the toys started dwindling in um in quality, though. I, at some point, they went really bad. And by the way, there was something beautiful in waiting those six to eight weeks for your package to arrive from Kankakee, Illinois, which is where apparently the whole clearinghouse was for mm-hmm. any prize that you would send away for. I, I I loved the waiting because when that prize finally came, it was like out of the blue. It was like, oh, my God, I forgot. I What the sent away sure for said you said uh, Captain, Captain Crunch. Crunch. That was your big one? And Quisp and Quake. Ooh, which one? I, I had them both, but I think I preferred Quisp mm, to, to my memory. That's, that's good stuff. Yeah. I had uh, a letter from Fred Flintstone once. Yeah? The Fred Flintstone? The Fred Flintstone. Uh, it was from, uh, like, 1986. I had uh, written uh, to get some uh, Fruity Pebbles stickers. Right. And then uh, they sent me in the mail a letter from Fred Flintstone. Did it say, yabba dabba, don't do drugs? No, it just said, uh, buy more of this uh, cereal. Barney! Parents don't want you to eat. And uh, I got uh, scratch and sniff Fruity Pebbles stickers. Mm. Wow. And, See? A, and a personalized letter from Fred Flintstone I'll, telling me what a cool guy I am. How long did it take to get that? Uh Took about a month, probably. Yeah, see? yeah. But, but you were you when it arrived, you I bet you were like thrilled, right? I uh, I was like Mayor Dom Dom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like mother fathers. Oh my goodness, God Zooks! Yeah, you know, I used to eat cereal every day of my life. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things to do 
uh, being a Fred Flintstone. Yeah. Cocoa Pebbles in chocolate milk with sprinkles. Wow. Man, you want to talk about <laughs> flying high for the bus stop. <laughs> Bex, that is a great suggestion. <laughs> flying high. Yeah. If you don't do that with your cereal, you're going to go to H-E double hockey sticks, if I you know what I'm saying. Oh, I don't need all these toes. It's eight forty-five with the diabetic backs. I tell you, you know, it's funny Steve you said the uh, diabetic thing. <laughs> the diabetic thing. I, I just found this uh, this meme. It's a it's a picture of a Reese's big cup, a pop tart, and a Coca Cola. And it says, "Picked up my Wolford Brimley Seance starter pack this morning." <laughs> you check your blood sugar. You check it off. You've got the diabetes. <laughs> Mid-70s with clouds and sun today and for the next few days on Rock 102. I caramba! Munson Savings Bank is here to help make your dream home possible. Does your dream home have